Listen to the LARP Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash errorstar. That's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U-S-T-A-R. Alright, hello everybody and welcome to this Season 2, Episode 3 of the LARP Lounge. Uh, today we'll be discussing the uh, Falcon Crest Guild and the various guild heads within it. Uh, just a recent restructuring happened. And we'll be talking about the various factions within the world of Cerulea, some on Tara, some on Laroth, which we haven't talked about a whole lot. Uh, here today we have our guest. Yep. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, I'm Dietrich Graysholm, or otherwise known as Gray. Um, played by a pet. So yeah, we call him Commander Gray in yep. game. What, how are you in the military then, or where did the commander come from? Uh, commander is the official title for the head of the mercenary guild. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't know that. See, yep. I learned something along with you guys. So <laughs> and I didn't even know Gray was the last name. I thought that was the first name. So no, yeah, Gray mm-hmm. is actually just the religious moniker that I took up. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and jump into this. So let's first talk about how. So there used to be various individual guilds. So mm-hmm. what has happened with that in the game? So yeah, we, when, when I first started, we had different the four different guilds. Uh, there was the Crafters Guild, or Merchants Guild, uh, Mages Guild, Healers Guild, and Mercenary Guild. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people would tend to kind of gravitate towards whatever guild made the most sense for them. So if I'm primarily focused on crafting items, I'm going to join the Merchants Guild. Uh, if I'm primarily a caster, I'm going to join the Mages Guild. Um, and Mercenaries Guild tend to get a lot of uh, fighters and adventurers, just you know, whoever wanted to go out and, and make, make some coin, fight them. Um, and so the, uh, one of the big problems that I ran into a lot of the times is when uh, if there was a job that came to us um, it was I would have to kind of struggle to find other people to fill roles like I might, I, can, I might have three of my mercenary members but not one of them is a healer I would probably have to go to the, the guild mistress at the time and say hey do you have any healers that want to make some money um, now is just the so what we've changed, kind of the, uh, what you're alluding to, was we've kind of brought them all under one house. Um, we all share a pool of money um, and resources. Um, and as well, I never, at no point do I have to say, hey, Mercenary Guild, I have a job. It's just, hey, I have a job for the Guild. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is interested in, in coming along? Okay. Um, and, you know, if we do need cra- things, we can go to the, one of our members of the crafting chapter, so to speak. Um, if I feel I need some magical backup, I can just be like, hey, uh, well, I might talk to about the other guild head, Camilla. She's head of the the, mer- the mages section of the guild. And say, hey, I need some magical backup for this, this job that we have going. Mm-hmm. Um, so we still have the four four heads. Uh, it's myself, uh, Camilla for the mages. We currently don't have a Healer's Guild head yeah. um, that was vacated recently by Sabella mm-hmm. uh, when she was forced into retirement, sadly. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Valeron as the uh, Crafter's Guild or Merch- uh, Merchant's Guild head. Okay. He was the, the official, the title is the Alderman. Um, so yeah, we kind of brought them all under one roof. Um, and so we're, the thing I like about it is that we have Valeron handling most of the money and yeah. the resources. Um, and he's very good at getting those out to people. He like, has been, yeah, he's been really good about that. I've yeah, noticed, he had so. to be a couple uh, restore spirit scrolls last time, and uh, I was able to hand those out to two of my mercenary people, and say like, here, I trust you guys to use this at appropriate times. Make sure it gets done. Yeah. If this rots in your pocket, I'll be very disappointed. 
That's why you don't give them to me because they'll rot in my pocket. Because <laughs> I, I forget I have stuff like that. I worry about Force that Restore, though, is a little different. That one, yeah. I, especially last, not this week because this week was a fireside, but last week was yeah. pretty brutal. And yeah. there uh, there were some opportunities where I could have used it, but I did end up using my lay on hands, which is something I rarely use because <laughs> I rarely need it. But most of the time, by that time, all the healers were all like, I, I've got yeah. nothing left. I'm like, was, all right, I'll do it then. It was but, rough. It was really rough. It was way rough, man. So, did you want to go into the guild anymore? Um, I mean, that kind of covers it. We talked about the different heads. Yeah. So Camille is a recent addition too, right? Um, yeah. She was she was recently made guild head, probably just a few months ago. Yeah. Um, as the head of the mages guild. Prior to that, she was uh, in the in the mercenary chapter uh, with me, Mm -hmm. um, and was kind of serving as my quartermaster. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't be prouder of her. <laughs> she worked really hard, um, and she's an excellent fit. She's, yeah. She herself is a, a wizard of the Roman Guard, which is kind of another organization. Um, unfortunately, I don't know too much about that one, but uh, I don't she, think very many people do, and I think that's how they want it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not so sure, but regardless, um, yeah, she recently stepped into the uh, Mage's Guild head position. Um, Let's see here. Uh, kind of what I like to think of my role. One of the things on the, the guilds, at least, is one thing I view as my role as a guild head is to, <laughs> um, in the event that you know laws are broken, uh, and right now we don't have a sheriff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that we do is, like, I kind of I'm act, acting as the sheriff right now. However, if there's something that like a law gets broken and it's specific to um, you know magic being used. Uh, like somebody who's using necromancy, I might defer to Camilla in that mm-hmm. case. Uh, or if somebody is um, crafting illegal items, I might defer to uh, Valor in that case. Because um, so we kind of want to, you know, share some of that responsibility for the generally. Uh, if it came came down to like deciding something, it'd probably fall to me. Um, until we get a a new sheriff, uh, since Crow had since retired. Um, that's been a while now. It has been. Yeah, probably like four or five months ago. Uh, he, I think he did the last weekender, so it's been oh gosh, even longer than that. Yeah, or it wasn't even the last weekender because I didn't make it to the last weekender. I think, I think it was in August that he retired. That long? Yeah, it was the week so. before. So yeah, wow. it's been, it's been a long yeah, time. So six months or so. What's up, Nevitz? How you doing? Hey, how's it going, Nevitz? So yeah, it's been a while since he's been retired. We haven't had a sheriff. There's kind of some. I guess you could say controversy around the role, but I don't yeah. know. The controversy makes it sound more intense than it really is. <laughs> Just some people feel we don't need one, I guess. Yeah, it really some, is, some people are feeling that we can govern ourselves. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's necessary to have somebody there who can say, you know, when the laws are broken, here are the consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important because uh, otherwise it becomes, and it can very easily become, um, Oh well, the laws were broken, but we're gonna—we don't really know what to do here. Yeah. Nobody wants to step up. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it is sometimes important to have somebody who can say, "Yes, this is my job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it seriously." Um, and not to say that—not don't, don't get me wrong—I'm not trying to say previous sheriffs had been that way at all. Um, I think Crow was actually a very good sheriff um, when he kept a stepper, <laughs> which was always difficult for him. Yeah, uh, but when he did do it, he was he was actually a phenomenal sheriff. Yeah. Um, but uh, some of the other 
kind of going back to one of my what I was saying earlier is one of my other roles as guild head is I always will want to be available to help find training for people in my guild. Uh, so if someone come, comes to me and says, "Hey, I'm looking to, for training for this ability," I would reach out to either um, Northwatch or not Northwatch, but uh, some of uh, Falcon Crest in general, mm-hmm. um, or some people that I've you know, I, as a mercenary guild, I have a lot of contacts with other groups. Um, and I can reach out to some of them as well. Say, somebody came to me and said, hey, I want white knight training. I could say, okay, um, let's talk to, uh, probably not go straight to the king, but maybe I would reach out to Prince Eric um, and say, hey, I have somebody who's interested in this training. Um, what could you do to help facilitate that? Or um, I was able to get in touch with um, Talon or for some, one of my members recently uh, to help facilitate some training, make some introductions. Um, so yeah, I always try to make sure I'm available for a range of training for people. Um, I want to make sure people have, have work. Um, one of the things I've kind of, I started doing when I first took over the guild was start arranging for uh, protection and bodyguard work. Uh, so a number of times we've had, um, like last Winterfest, we had a merchant come in um, and I made the offer to him and say, hey, you want somebody to keep an eye on your stuff, watch, watch you and your things. Um, and it did so yeah we had uh, Boji yeah. another former sheriff uh, yeah. another former sheriff um, just we had to hang out and watch over him make sure everything was you know kept above board uh, myself and Sitka were uh, keeping an eye on the king for the duration of the of that um, and that's always a little bit more stressful when it's the king because I always yeah. make sure that we always have uh, try to make sure we always have true vision up um, which is a lot of it's a lot of resources to put into keeping an eye on him, um, but you know it's well worth the work. It's very rewarding. Next time you're watching the king and need true vision, come to me. I got some for you too. Okay, so great. I very rarely use it, but I have true vision thirty. So oh yeah, that's if great. you guys ever need it, it's there for you. Okay. Because so, now I just recently learned I can cast it on other people. I thought it was a self only oh. for the longest time. And no, then, no, like, no, dude, good. you can cast it on somebody else. I'm like, oh well, sweet. Yeah. Here's True Vision 30. Go find that thing because I'm tired right now. <laughs> I literally did that. I was like, I'm so pooped. I'm like, I can't even move. I'm like, no. Someone else go find that invisible thing. <laughs> I was so down that day. I don't even remember what. It, Moboji makes a good bodyguard, he says. Yes, he does. Yep. Yep. Nobody messed with that. Nobody messed with that merchant at all. No, no. I don't think anyone looked twice at him. Um, I mean, except to buy his wares and haggle. Yep. So, speaking of Winterfest, this year's Winterfest is coming up. February. End of February. End of February, I believe. 28th and 29th? I think it's the 28th and 29th. It's either that no, or the 20th. Yep, 28th and 29th is the Winterfest. So, see, my producer's got that down better than even me. But, uh, <laughs> that's the premiere event coming up. So, yeah. anybody interested in that, definitely come. If you're interested in Mythic, you've been listening to this and. Kind of want to check out what it's about. That would be the event to check out oh, because yeah. that really showcases what we're about and what we can do and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a big party. Um, well, it's the first part of the night. It was a big party. Um, it's a lot of uh, socializing, a mm-hmm. lot of role play. Mm-hmm. Um, people usually dress up really nice. Um, hopefully, yeah, as, as Boji says, hopefully we won't have a demon betrayal situation again. <laughs> um, oh, that leaf. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we won't have that. Has that, has that story been told here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've right, had people ask you about, has anyone ever been like an evil character or anything like oh, that? And yeah. Leech's name always comes up, so. Yeah. 
Yeah. As well as the Gerodetskis, which you know. <laughs> I may have heard of that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we, but Leaf comes up and we've talked about how, uh, I think we've, we went in, not super in depth, but we went into what happened and okay. how yeah. he ended up a demon. Yeah. So, yeah. the demon he was trying to hunt himself, he became in the end. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of a crazy little twist there. Yeah, it was, the, the question still remains in my head of, was he... Always was that always the plan yep. to go out and replace a demon, or was he really all about killing the demon? Then the opportunity presented itself yeah. or something else. Yeah. Um, at least that's what I, I like to muse on that in game. I don't yeah. think I have a better idea. <laughs> right? But yeah. In game. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, that's. I think that's enough about the guilds. I mean, all okay. the heads are fairly explanatory what they cover you know yeah. the mage guild merchant guild like anybody if you have any questions on those though feel free to ask but yep. they're fairly self-explanatory what they cover and uh Valoran has done a very good job of getting items out oh, especially yeah. with this new com- combined wealth yeah. and everything he's been using it for good and he's been handing out items like crazy so and he's been trying to get them to new players too which I really mm-hmm. like that so yeah. that they don't and feel left keep- out and Exactly, we can, and we can use... I like seeing those supplies going to mm-hmm. infusions as well. Um, anytime we can get more infusions at not a, at, you know, without costing our, uh, our crafters yeah. for our new people uh, is a huge boon. Yeah, those, uh, the boons of the apprentice and whatnot, yeah. those are good. Oh, yeah. Those things are amazing. I, I lived off of those when I, when I first started uh, playing. <laughs> I did too, actually. I loved them. They were yeah. so helpful. They so make good. things a lot less scary. Yeah. So... Uh, now it says Boji is helping the guild this month with the downtime. Oh, that's right. So there's some downtime. We'll talk about downtime in another session, but it's basically what happens in between playable sessions. Mm-hmm. It's things, it's actions that you take. Um, what you're doing when what you're, you're not adventuring on yeah. Wednesday night. Yep. So um, I thought you helped the guild like everyone. Oh, no, you've been helping the guard, I believe. So right, I have right. always been helping the nobles. I need to start helping the nobles a little bit as well. The thing is, we're fairly balanced right now, that's which, true. Is, which is amazing. Yeah, no, that's a lot of people thought no one would want to take the nobles on, but... Oh, no, no. I've, I've, I have my own reasons for it, though. I do, too. So <laughs> <laughs> Everybody does, usually, yeah. so... But, uh, yeah, so... Um, all right, so let's talk about, then, some of the various factions in the world. We'll start okay. with... I want to start with the one that we just dealt with for Sabella's... Retirement plot. What were oh. they called? Uh, the Order of the Light. Yeah, the Order of the Light. Thank yeah. you. I totally drew. I was like, it's, it's simple, and I drew a blank. <laughs> so, um, oh, okay. yeah. Um, so the Order of the Light uh, was a organized organization of healers. Uh, they largely wore just primarily they wore white, um, and they are headed up by uh, a gentleman by the name of Master Goodharth. Um, and he was uh, so. For the longest time, we were all convinced that he was, you know, very altruistic, very good, doing all sorts of great stuff. Uh, Sabella was working a lot with him, um, doing a lot of healing, offering, you know, no charge to people. When the whole calamity happened with the the Bay of Hope, where a lot of barbarians got dumped, mm-hmm. just basically dumped off of a ship into the bay, um, the uh, the Order of Light was very was instrumental in, in helping recover a lot of the uh, a lot of the survivors and bringing them back to good health. Um, what we didn't know, however, was Master Goodhearth also had a little bit of a side gig going on <laughs> where he was um, not really torturing, but doing experiments mm-hmm. on some of these uh, barbarian survivors. Um, and 
turning them into something else and, and trying to... Uh, I don't remember what his end goal was, precisely, but he was, he was experimenting on people for, as he put it, the greater good. He thought he was ending their pain. Like yeah. He was turning them into golems or something. Yeah. Like they were like mindless golems, and he's like, I'm ending their pain, I'm yeah. ending their pain. And it was so he genuinely thought he was doing good, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, and he felt like it was it was for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been a huge blow, not only to the Order, um, but it robbed a lot of people's faith in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was... And so Savella, when she retired, ended up going uh, and is helping to, hoping to uh, rebuild that uh, that trust uh, with people and hopefully that can be done it's 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 a pretty big ass for people to forget about something like that though. yeah what a jerk what a jerk <laughs> what a jerk yeah, yeah that's, um, that's one way of putting it <laughs> yeah um, the other thing to point out about the Order of Light too is that they were mostly pacifists yeah they were largely pacifists yeah um, so. I remember I remember seeing one guy come in um, it was about the Order of Light and he actually ended up getting beat up uh, by some by some random bandits, and even during that, um, he was you know worried about them hurting their hands on his on his face or yeah. something. Yeah, they're crazy. They yeah. take it to an extreme. Sometimes, sometimes you, I mean, yeah, they're they're extremists in every in every group. Uh, that was a pretty extreme example. Uh, there's also uh, as uh, some of our studio audience here has pointed out, uh, Timmy. Yeah. Um, Timmy is uh, one of the members. Um, one of the I think he has Greymore's sword. He had the or, sword of sword of summer. Sword of summer. Okay. But he has now given that to the town for temporary use. Okay. So. Um, but yeah, Timmy is um, kind of a. He's very timid mm-hmm. <laughs> in everything. Um, <laughs> and very very easily startled and frightened, but uh, very you know he has a good heart. He has his heart's in the right place. He wants to do good, and um, he was actually. I know there's something more important about him because there was a an adventure we were on where we ended up kind of going to a weird kind of future. Oh yeah. Yeah, where um, somebody from the Avarisi clan uh, was able to get um, was able to take over uh, and start ruling Falcon Crest, and even started. Uh, Showing that he had the blood of Greymore, I was able to use the shield and sword hmm. uh, of Greymore, um, and uh, well, it was a very very dark future. And I remember Timmy being there because we ended up rescuing him, um, and he was pretty integral to the whole to that whole scheme. Um, so it was actually uh, Zephram. They ended up. It was really weird because I actually kind of put together the whole plot ahead of time. I was just like, they're probably going to have... I was jokingly mentioned to somebody, I was like, I'm not sort of jokingly, very black humor, um, that they probably have Zephram tied up in a closet somewhere just doing blood transfusions. Uh, so Zephram apparently has some of the blood of Greymore in him as well. Oh, yeah. And so they, that's how they were able to... He was able to kidnap uh, Zephram and just had him hidden somewhere and sure enough that's exactly what was happening <laughs> basically it was really kind of it was pretty messed up again kind of along the almost the same lines as the Order of the Light there uh, but yeah Timmy Timmy was also being captured and held in that and um, I don't remember why they had him but there's definitely something there's a lot more to him than meets the eye something's definitely going on there um, 
So Boji says oh, Boji helps the uh, the uh, Order of Light a lot because of their passive nature, and he says he's going to change Timmy and have him train. Oh, okay. So. Well, that's good. Um, I mean, I know Sabella was training him a lot as well, yeah. and I was I really appreciated Sabella as a healer because she was very very aggressive. Yep. Uh, it's not a lot of a trait that a lot of people really want in a healer, but when you're fighting on the front lines, having a healer that's really willing to push beyond and you know get in people's faces about we need to get there so we can resurrect, so we can get this guy, um, having that kind of fire it behind it is really really important. Um, and having a very aggressive and forceful healer there to you know keep an eye on you feels real good <laughs> yeah i've actually noticed that like the last wednesday that we had i was like i was the one who was like Dude, we got people down yeah. up here we need to push we need to push and yeah. i'm like i'm like oh i didn't used to have to do this because she did it and it's yeah. just something that you don't even realize you just kind of take it for granted <laughs> until it's gone so yeah that's kind of crazy but yeah so uh that pretty much covers the order of light i think okay. that pretty much covers them uh, another one that we've had a lot of dealings with um, has been the Argent Tide. Argent Tide, yeah. Um, so the Argent Tide are all about. Um, I, had a, I had a great quote written down in here. So I, I took some notes, so bear with me. No, that's good. We like notes. All right. So Argent Tide, um, I like this quote. It was uh, help put the reins of destiny back into the hands of man. Um, so they're all about fighting uh, supernatural dominion. Um, so they're very against like the Draconic domination, uh, very against um, generally undead in general, but certainly mm-hmm. the, the Kingdom of the Night, um, because they don't want any supernatural forces trying to guide or uh, influence um, the cyclic races of Cerulea. Um, so they're very, very for... Um, you know, mortals making making the making the calls and making choices for themselves. Um, that's something I can definitely respect. Um, we've worked a lot with the uh, worked a lot with the Argentide. Um, I have had some. Uh, I do have some some disagreements with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're got to go back into a story here. They're they're led by a prophet, um, and this prophet can, uh, told us that when during the the blood feast. Uh, back with Talsagor, uh, this was a couple of years ago, um, they would temporarily turn one of our members undead, um, and Lita volunteered yeah. um, for this transformation. So she became an undead. Um, and then when the t- time came, the, the blood feast was over, um, and the time came for them to turn her back, they came, tried to perform a ritual, and it failed. They assured us that if they would be able to like turn her into undead, undead, and it would be temporary for the blood feast, they'd get her back. Yeah. They, when they would set her back, they failed, and then instead, as uh, as I've heard, um, because she wasn't back to normal, they tried to have somebody go in and kill her. Yep. Um, which is complete garbage. Yeah, it's kind of a roundabout way of doing of, of fulfilling their promise. Right. Is, yeah, and it's not right. definitely made yeah, them. Slept. Did not fly at all with me. That I still have a bit of a bone to pick. <laughs> it didn't fly yeah. with a lot of people, yeah. so, so for sure. Right? Instead, they ended up kicking her out of the uh, out of the club. Which yeah. I say, you know what? She's probably better off. Yeah. I'm still not a fan of her being undead. No. Um, but it is something that it is it has put her on a different path at least. Uh, so now she's looking at becoming more of an envoy with the King of the Night, yep. which is another organization we can maybe yeah, we'll chat about. Well, yeah, for sure, but. Uh... 
Yeah, I don't have a very good impression of the Argentite either. So far, all but one of the members I have met have been like extremely bigoted. And it was yeah. glad to meet the one finally that was like normal. And I was like, okay, they're not like, like <laughs> as the Divas was like, what? Why do you think that? I'm like, because that's all I've known. Yeah. And so it was kind of nice to finally know something different about them. They're so. very, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't want to call them bigots, but they are very passionate about their beliefs. They're not zealots. Like, they're not going to, um, like, try to wipe out all undead or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but they are very passionate, and their members are very, very passionate about um, making sure that uh, supernatural powers are not influencing. Um, yeah, they do have a lot of extremists in the ranks for sure. Uh, but they're very passionate about making sure that the, um, you know, like, like the court said, you know, they want to make sure that the reins of destiny are in the hands of, of the mortals. Yeah. Um, and not in the hands of dragons or undead or other supernatural powers. Um, so, you know, it's something to be. I can definitely respect that position. Um, I do agree that a lot of their members are, are extremists. Well, that's usually the ones that we interact with. Yeah, that's been the problem. Like, yeah. that's, that's the only thing I've seen of them because I wasn't here when they were helping out with that, with that war. Yeah. So I wasn't here for that. So oh, yeah. No, they were I didn't get to see all I only helpful. hear about that. Yeah, they've been hugely helpful in like the, uh, the Pale War. Yeah. They're, they're a big uh, part of that. Um, and... Uh, Caspian is one of their one of their higher ups, um, and he's also been he's actually one of the, the good ones that we haven't really had too many. I think he's the one that I met, and it gave yeah. me a huge sigh of relief because yeah. he was so he was so extremely opposite. Like it yeah. was just like wow, this is well, you know, every every group's gonna have its. It tricks. is, it is for <laughs> sure. I mean, Falcon Falcon is no different. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. have or Falcon, oh yeah, so Northwatch has no. We've got our own extremes as well, yeah, so absolutely. you're gonna have them in every group. So. For sure, but uh, uh, since we mentioned the Pale Wars, I yeah. know there was an organization that helped us during then gain power and then refused to give that power up oh. and have kind of oh, been man. wiped out because of that. Yeah, the Starfall Initiative. The Starfall Initiative, I yeah. have not thought about them for a long time. Um, yeah, so the Starfall Initiative, I don't. they were a little bit before my time, um, but yeah, they were... Uh, very quick. They were specifically designed in case the Pale Ones ever returned. Um, so when the Pale War happened, when a lot of the organizations adopted what's called the uh, you know the Starfall Initiative, um, which gave uh, this organization a lot of uh, <laughs> a whole lot of power. Fair, Boji. <laughs> um, but the Starfall Initiative had a lot of power. But when the war ended. They refuse to set aside that power. Yeah, um, yeah. They're basically giving giving carte blanche power to go and do what they needed to do, um, and a lot of, and you know, not surprisingly, a lot of it got abused. Mm -hmm. um, I remember during the Starfall Initiative, I was, or uh, during the, like before I actually came, even came to Northwatch, I did some some work for uh, the Starfall Initiative, huh. hunting down some some warlocks. Um, but these were also warlocks that I had, I was doing my own. Research and due diligence. Whenever I, because this was back when I was simply just bounty hunter, um, but I had to chase down some some lower end warlocks and and generally just bad people um, for the self Fortune initiative. So they did do a lot of good work, mm -hmm. um, but they also did a lot of really really bad stuff. Um, and that's why they were eventually um, removed and taken down. Yeah. 
So for those uh, on the podcast, Nevitz Gaming says Starfall a holes. So. <laughs> yeah, they they uh, they took a real bad light real quick. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, they were, they were granted a lot of power. Um, unfortunately, they needed what needed to happen was a take it, and once the pale war was over, they set it aside. Yeah, but surprise, surprise, that didn't happen. Yeah, power corrupts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They wanted to continue being in charge, and not enough of the nobility or things were able to either either chose not to or felt that they couldn't stand up to them. So that was really unfortunate, but, um, yeah, we eventually had to, you know, take them down. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I don't even think I was there for that, too. I was here, like, near the end of that, but I yeah. remember hearing about that, too, so. Yeah, I never got a lot of the details. I was, I was still pretty new to Northwatch when that all happened. Um... But I knew enough about them to be like, oh, well, I, I knew enough about them that they, they paid well. <laughs> uh, but when I found out some of the stuff that they were up to, I was like, okay, that's, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. We're done with that. They were yeah. trying to steal the power of the primordial. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they were trying to steal primordial powers uh, to continue increasing their own uh, influence. Yep. So, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. I know you've got a list. So let's see. We've got the... What is it? The the House of a thousand, Ten Thousand Lanterns oh, yeah. or something? Uh, or? Ten Thousand Lanterns, yep. Um, they are in, I want to say, uh, Ibris. Hmm. Um, organization. They actually follow a lot of uh, <coughs> Chindian uh, culture. Um, they kind of follow a lot of uh, Larothian culture. Um, and uh, they, they train a lot of uh, the Ten Thousand Lanterns. Is, train, tends to train a lot of uh, monks, mm-hmm. um, and some of the best monks in the world come from there. Um, and I think the the leader is uh, known as uh, Kobidashi. If I wrote down anything on them, I don't think I did. Um, there's also rumored to be another kind of a, a sister organization known as the Ten Thousand Shadows. Yeah, uh, which also is known to train um, assassins and. Uh, People of the shadow class. Um, well, that the, I, I haven't heard anything specific to them, though, so I assume that's just a rumor, but it might not be. Well, didn't they help us with the fight with Halsegor? Oh crap! You're right. So oh, like, yeah, I guess it. Oh yeah, I guess they are confirmed. Yeah, they're confirmed because yeah. they uh, they came yeah, out fact, full uh, force. And one of our uh, veterans, uh, Dagger, uh, worked with them a lot. Yeah, they were so. they were very much the ambushing hit and run group. Yeah, they they did a lot of damage if I recall too. Yeah, because they weren't expecting those kind of. Tactics, yeah, we kind so. of were able to lure um, with a retreat, lure some of Talsagorf's forces um, to overreach, um, and. Um, when they when they overreached, the ten thousand shadows were able to jump out and and uh, ambush them. Yeah, cut them off. And and out just a lot of their, yep. Yeah, take out a lot of their power. Unfortunately, we're dealing with something like Natal uh, Sigor. He has power to spare. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a crazy battle. Yeah. Yeah, Nevis says a black knight came into town the last weekender uh, season to seek revenge, and that was one I missed. I think it was the September weekender. Uh, oh. To seek revenge for That's his right, brother that, that was a Starfall Initiative member and was killed by Northwatch. Yeah, yeah, we all kind of. So Black Knights are very prickly about their honor and being shown disrespect, yeah, um, and also very big on vengeance. Yep. Um, in fact, a lot of them will, you know, if you've been wronged, you can petition the Black Knight, many different Black Knight organizations, <laughs> and say, "Hey, I was wronged in this way. I want you guys to go and and take vengeance for me." 
um, and they will, and they may champion that cause uh, if they feel like it's just. Um, and this guy, we kind of told him to to take a hike, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he didn't. He refused to take no for an answer, and eventually, uh, I think Duargo uh, fought him, and they managed to, as I understand, they both they ended up killing each other, coming out of the circle of light, and then having both forgotten what was going on. Uh, went and had a drink and they were good friends after that. <laughs> well, I think... I think and I think Kroll stepped in or something like that because I remember they did the first battle but they were allowed to prepare mm-hmm. and the, the the Black Knight that was challenging like did all this stuff to power and like empower himself and so he just straight up I think he just straight up killed Dargo and then Kroll was like no, 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 no. That, that's not a fair, like, you were all prepared. He's like, let's just do it right now, me and you, no preparation, go. And then, obviously, you know how that is with Crow. So, I think yeah. that's something, they, they, I think Nevis knows it better, or Boji knows it better, but I think that's what he told me was what ended up happening. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so. But after that, exactly, yeah, he, he sought his vengeance, and so he's... he's Okay, Crow said never separate duel. That's what I thought. Okay. That's what I thought, okay, yeah. Cool. So, um... Yeah, I, in, in retrospect, I kind of regret not dueling that guy because <laughs> as a uh, as a thug, I'm really good one on one. Because I can, I have a lot of uh, access to crowd control, and so when you can't fight very well, I, and I can, um, that's basically yeah, you don't get to hit me; I get to hit you for ten seconds, yeah. and I can do that six times. So pretty good. <laughs> I can do a lot of damage in about 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a nice ability for sure. I only can do it once because of my weapon, but yeah. so I save it when I need it. Yeah. Yeah, I can do it. I have to do it, you know, in, in pairs, um, but I can usually go days, 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 days. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, or mix it up some, like trips or maims or, or what have you. OG oversaw the duel, so if you all have any questions in game, you're more than welcome to ask him about it. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, I think he was like the officiator, like the oh, okay. like, yeah, so <laughs> to make sure that everyone's honor was intact or something Fair like enough. that. So. Fair enough. Um, so. Uh, so let's see, what's the next? So what? So you said that the 10,000 lanterns, are they like monks and stuff like that? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah, I imagine a lot of monks and, and probably some, some Warmasters, but more following kind of the classic uh, samurai style mm-hmm. code um, or, or monk codes. Um, I think I've seen uh, uh, Kobodashi a few times. Um, he's supposed to be really, really, really old, like way older than any human should be able to Should be, yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know if maybe this is a name that's been passed down, like a title, or uh-huh. there's something else going on. I also know there's a lot of stuff out there with magic that might extend somebody's life. Sandro is going to be seeking them out. Okay. Well, if you join the mercenary guild, I can, I'll can i point you in the right direction. Yeah. It's one of our Bromerai characters that we... Have you met the Bromerai? I don't think so. Yeah, we, we usually play... I feel like you have. I may have. That's when it's when all three of us okay. came in with our samurai-like characters. Okay. It was I know I've seen I know I've seen Nabbits do it. Yeah, he's done it a little bit longer than yeah. us for sure. But I feel like we've met though. It was at the it was like two years ago though. Yeah, two years ago, weekender with the with the Mareg the when Mareg. they were trying to attack oh, the cavern directly. The 
So you weren't in Laroth no. at all? So no. then we maybe we maybe I've largely, largely avoided Laroth. Yeah. Oh, well, that is one, actually, like, since you bring up Laroth, that is actually one interesting note about the Argent, uh, Argent Tide, is they, are, they span both Laroth and Taroth. So they're in both, uh, both the continents. Uh, Boji says, I may play this upcoming Wednesday event okay. as Sandro. Cool. That's due to his injury. Oh, yeah. I hadn't heard about your injury. Yeah. He posted a little bit about it on the forums and Mythic. But oh, he can tell you about it. But yeah. So, um, so let's see what's next. I guess uh, a big one, too, that we haven't talked about yet is the Ashen Cloth. Ashen Cloth. Well, before we get to the Ashen Cloth, actually, we should probably talk about the... Um, there's a druidic order as well. And they kind of, they the Arcadian Grove? Arcadian Grove, exactly. Yeah. So the Arcadian Grove is an a organization of druids um, led by uh, Oliver, the true voice of the, tr- of the tr- trees. I think I'm saying that right. <laughs> um, but they're uh, an organize, organization of like druids and rangers and, and, mm-hmm. and that like. They all follow the code of the Earthwalker. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the Arcadian Grove was attacked by uh, this group of demons. Um, and these demons were actually led in by um, uh, this mercenary band. Um, oof. That sounds real, real, real painful there, but Yeah. Um, anyway, so they're, uh, a lot of these demons were led in by... Uh, mistakes made by a mercenary band um and so the uh, uh so the Arcadian Grove was was attacked and, and largely damaged and uh, really hurt by the uh this attack by this demon um so a lot of the merc- former mercenaries of that of that band were like well we want to make things right uh, we were we were down for this this is not what we signed on for um and so with a uh, with a ritual done by uh, the druids, uh, they were sent to the abyss to hunt down this demon lord, um, to kind of to stop further any further incursions or attacks. Hmm. Um, and so the and part of this uh, part of this incursion to the abyss, they and part of the ritual was they kind of had funeral rites for the uh, for these adventurers that went in. Um, they're all given a like a an ashen funeral shroud. Um, and so that organization kind of evolved into the, the Ashen Cloth. Um, and so the Ashen Cloth is really all about um, uh, stopping the abyss by any means necessary. Whether that be, you know, they don't really care if you're an assassin or a grey hunter or a vampire or a werewolf. Uh, they have all types. If you're willing to fight <laughs> the abyss uh, on the benefit of Cerulea, they're okay with it. Um, and so, like, just Wednesday, I actually met a, a werewolf as part of the Ashen Cloth. Oh. And, yeah, the, and they, they regularly go into the, uh, into the abyss to, to fight the demons on their home turf. Um, a lot of people have kind of a, a less than stellar view of them because their attitude of the whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, a lot of, White knights, I imagine, probably wouldn't really agree with some of the tactics that they'll take. Um, hmm. But I don't know how much the, of the abyss is known, but what I understand it, it's the abyss always wants to try to um, just consume any other worlds it encounters, any other planes it encounters. Um, and so, Cerulea is if it if the abyss can get enough of a foothold into the Cerulea, it could eventually take over all Cerulean, so it would just be cease to exist, basically. 
Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty important stuff. Um, so going back to uh, last Winterfest with Leaf Lightfoot, uh, he was a member of the Ashen Claw. Yeah. Um, and he did a lot of work with them, and so it was really surprising when, uh, and again, with kind of one of the, I wasn't there for it, but as I understand it, when it came to decide, you know, to either finish off Deimos and destroy him, or to take over his power, uh, Leaf chose to take that power and betrayed uh, one of the heads of the Ashen Cloth, uh, Reshi, um, and killed him. So Reshi died. Um, and Leaf instead took the place of uh, Deimos. Now, as well, one of the things we've, we've still learned is that Leaf is still consolidating his power and uh, gathering uh, Deimos' power, so mm-hmm. there may still be a chance to um, stop him. So he's not going to be full, fully powered yet. It may still take some time. Uh, so we still have time to put a stop to that, and I mean, we probably won't be able to um, destroy Davos utterly like we had the opportunity before with Leaf uh, but we can at least scatter his power um, and then a lot of Davos's followers will likely take up that power yeah. but it's more instead of all being in one big demon it's spread out a bunch of lo- bunch of uh, not really lesser demons but less powerful demons like no they're not demon lords and things yeah so um Say something about that whole thing, and I totally forgot. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the thing is, is, it doesn't seem like anybody's looking for Leaf or now Demos. Like this, um, it almost seems like we're letting him consolidate his power because there's other things going on. So, um, like, I, I disagree. Um, there are a lot of people actually actively fighting it. Um, Rin, the circuit, uh, uh, Sir- not the Sir- He's a what's a circuit. <laughs> Sir- like Milna and uh, Elantari, the Antari elf, not the cat. Okay. Uh, Ren with a W, the pirate Ren, um, has been doing a lot with uh, dream magic, which coincides a lot with Deimos' yeah. power because Deimos was uh, the demon lord of the Nightmare Realm. Um, so uh, Ren, um, um, I know. There are a number of people that have been... Uh, yeah, the Dreamwalkers. I didn't realize that that's what they were I doing. No, not so much us. Oh. That, that stuff terrifies me. <laughs> I, try to, I try to avoid that as much as I can. But uh, Rin, um, Rory... Um, oh my god, her name escapes me. Jeslin. Yeah, Kim's character. Jeslin. Uh, Jeslin. Uh, yeah. They've all been um, actively hmm. fighting... Uh, Leaves gargoyles. Yeah, those things are scary. We were actually yeah. ran into them in a session one time, and they were scary. Yeah, it was it was not great. I, yeah. I almost died. I was cold. In yeah, fact, I thought I did, but then I was like, "How long is the death count?" And I'm like, five minutes. I'm like, "Okay, never mind. I got two more <laughs> minutes." So I don't know how. I, I thought it was two for both for some reason. No, so no, that, that's one. Scared five. the crap out of me. I was like, oh. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. No, work's definitely been done, and uh, because we got this information from um, the Ashen Cloth, uh, we know that we can, you know, still be continue. We can still hurt Leaf, um, and work to, to fight against him. Boji says, after dealing with the Dreamer, Boji has no more interest in the Dreamer. Yeah, that's that's fair. 
I feel you. <laughs> yeah. So every time we had to go in there, I was like, I hate this place. It's yep. so weird. Yep. I don't know that I have the resolve or fortitude to deal with it I either, but I to, haven't been. I try to avoid it whenever I can. I yeah. just don't want anything to do with that place. Yeah. So. Um, so what were some of the, I don't know all the ones you were going to talk oh. about. I know that there's the, the Kingdom of the Night, which is... Not a whole lot of yeah. kind of a kingdom, but also a faction and like like like. Yeah, they they claim that uh, they're not really a unified kingdom. Uh, it's more just a, a loose organization of very powerful undead. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's really sure how much we believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is oftentimes we do see oftentimes see infighting. Um, um, uh, Averick, um, Averick Silvermoon was uh, the vampire was uh, in the Kingdom of the Night for a long time but he kind of I guess he still technically is but he's lost a lot of his power yeah. influence yeah um, what was her name the one that, the one that betrayed him the one yeah. that we just recently killed yeah <laughs> I'm not alone in this. I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about now, yeah. too. Uh, I can't think of her She name. had her candle born, yeah. and it rhymed with that somehow. Or uh, We just talked about her last week, too. So now I, I can't believe I'm not... Anyway. Well, we talked about it last week, but that's good. <laughs> well, we, we mentioned her name. because Kaiserin. Kaiserin, there you go. Kaiserin. Yeah, there you go. Kaiserin. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Kaiserin um, basically betrayed... Uh, Averick and took a lot of his territory. Mm-hmm. So it does, so yeah, it does kind of sound like it is kind of very loose alliance yeah. uh, between a bunch of very powerful undead. Um, but they very are very seldom willing to work against one another. But sometimes we can get one or two to work with us. Yeah. Um, there was a time in the Blood Feast where. We were we made a deal. We, tra- we started making a deal with one person, and then dropped that deal for something else. And we almost dropped a deal for again for somebody else. And I, I was just like, no, we're if we're agreeing to this, we're sticking with it. We can't keep yeah. flip flopping, or can't keep failing to meet our our obligation, our expectations, because that's how we end up with Kajran as an enemy. Yeah, because um, we almost screwed over uh, Severian, the Lich, um, and just told him. No, we're not going to do the thing that we promised you we would. And I was like, no, that's we're not doing that. Uh-uh. It's not okay. It was, yeah. very, it was very irritating to have to actually come out and say that. But, yeah, it had to be said at one point. Well, yeah, because otherwise you lose all, like... Yeah, any credibility. Yeah, any credibility. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, best case scenario in that case, let's say we betrayed uh, Zebrian. Best case scenario, he sits back and does nothing for us. Worst case scenario, he starts working with, actively working with our enemies. Um, and seeing what Severian's capable of, I do not want that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's King of the Night. Um, let me see. It's one of the or- other organizations. Um, actually, one of the interesting organizations just in Northwatch. Uh, it's Order of the Dark Star. Uh, these are some former Ebern military uh, veterans um, that came to Northwatch um, after having some disagreements with uh, Ebris. Um and the way it was being run. Um, for the most part, they follow the code of the Nightwalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of, the, part of the code that they really, part of the reason they were having tr- difficulty with Ibris was um, a lot of Ibris relies on abyssal power. Um, and they view that as 
you know, not having strength for yourself, but pulling strength from something else, which goes, they felt went against the Code of the Nightwalker. Um, well, they are still, um, you know, even, even loyalists, mm -hmm. uh, still very much, you know, love their, their homeland. Um, and they have a lot of family there as well. Um, but they, from what I've, and, and talking with them a little bit, they're kind of an interesting group because so they want to be there for the new people as well and give them, make sure that people know that that's an option. If you're interested in uh, signing on with them, you can. Um, they can have three different levels of, of uh, membership. Um, so it can be kind of like a casual acquaintance up to like, yep, you're part of the order, you're, you're dedicated, you're following the code of the Nightwalker. Um, and apparently a lot of times they really enjoyed going to uh, the Arbor Isles because they could still fight to the death there without any real long-term consequence. Uh, so when, when they go to the Arbor Isles one time, they had a lot of uh, airing of grievances <laughs> and had a number of duels. Oh, that went yeah. On. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so I, just, I heard about that last night, and I was kind of entertained by that. But, uh, yeah, so it was kind of an interesting, interesting organization. Um, they, like I said, they very much follow the uh, Code of the Nightwalker, um, and a lot of them want to be Black Knights, um, which I know as a lot of people feel like Black Knights and, and White Knights are really like diametrically opposed. Um, I disagree. I feel like they're um, more parallel than people realize. Uh, they both respect the law, mm -hmm. uh, respect honor. Um, and discipline. Um, you can rely on them to not lie. Um, and so they're... Uh, black Knights are more about... Where White Knights might be more about compassion and redemption, White Knights are more about um, not taking, you know, not taking any disrespect. Mm -hmm. um, and um, when disrespect is given, make sure it's, it's returned with violence. Uh, so if you if you insult a black knight, they're probably gonna turn around and try to duel you. Hence why we have the, the guy come in and say like, "Oh, yep. you killed my brother. I'm, I demand vengeance." Either duel you or have the authorities deal with you. Usually, because yeah. I remember we had one where he was like, "Well, you disrespected me, and I'm a I'm a higher nobility, so now that's respecting the disrespect of nobility. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna have you arrested." I remember that whole yep that whole shebang, and that was yep that was a headache for sure. So. Yeah. So that was a while ago, though, too. That, that was, was a long time ago, yeah. yeah. But I remember yeah. that. So, but uh, we talked about a little bit about the Black Knights, White Knights last week. Actually, mm -hmm. going over okay. their classes and and their similarities yet differences. Yeah. So, yeah, we've done that a little bit. So, yeah, no. So I'm I, I appreciate having uh, I have no problem with the Black Knights being in town, um, especially because I know I can rely on them to follow the law mm -hmm. and not to lie. Except when it comes to necromancy. Uh, no, they still are required to follow the law of the lines right. that they're in. Yeah. Uh, they just have, as long as they have the a writ to allow them to cast necromancy. If there's, but if we're in a contested area, I know that's where we get a lot of uh, issues. It's fine. No, it's not. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're clearly in Ebris. We're not in Ebris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I need to make sure we're carrying like a map around. But I know we're here, not here. Yeah. <laughs> So when we get to the borders, which is a lot of uh, where our jobs take place, it can get really, really tricky. Yeah. Because um, they do rely on a lot of necromancy. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes things very stressful at times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, no, I mean, if if you're if you're new to uh, Northwatch, I would definitely recommend either looking into them or looking into the guild. Uh, if you're need a you know, organization to kind of help out and lean on, we're both they're both great groups. The one thing about the, the Dark Star Alliance is they're very militaristic. Yes. They have a wake-up time, and yeah. they enforce it. Yes. I've heard many stories about the wake-up times and what happens to those that don't get up. So. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard too many stories about that. but uh, I know that water and ice is usually involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll say. Northwatch Guild, I don't have a... The Mercenary Guild, at least, does not have a strict wake-up time. <laughs> I'm very, very... I'm not very militaristic. <laughs> I appreciate that we have... Uh, that we, we are an organization of adventurers. Yeah. And uh, adventurers are generally out in adventuring because they like their freedom rather than being in the military. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might have to have one of them they'll start doing that with me, though. I have a hard time getting up. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, and, uh, and I feel like, I, as a warden, I need to be up there to protect my bond. So, <laughs> so I, I, I can come kick up your kick your tent open. Yeah. Mercenary so, Guild, I, I will happily take I've that. I've been talking that to Valoran about it a little bit. So. Oh, no, just come, come hire the Mercenary Guild. We'll make sure you're woken up. <laughs> so, is there any others in there that we need to talk about? Or? Oh, let's see here. I know there was one that we didn't know much about, but Budgie will just start sitting on you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to wake him up. We want to get him out of bed, not, not paralyzing bed. <laughs> um, let's see here. We have a few others. Uh, we can also talk about, a little bit about the Lamora Outpost. Oh, yeah. I do want to talk about them because okay. we mentioned them slightly last week, but okay. we didn't really talk about what they were. Um, um, so the Lamora Outpost is very much like Northwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a, another organization that uh, of adventurers. Um, now Northwatch has apparently there's some bad blood between Lamora and Northwatch. I don't understand it. it. May have been all happened before my time. No, a lot of it happened last few months actually. So most of the things that have been happening last few months have been Lamora and, and Northwatch trying to work together to. Make amends. I guess it was. I guess it was last winter season, so it's it's been yeah. a while. So yeah, um, I myself have never had too much trouble with them. Um, there are some things that I want that I question what they might be up to, uh, but they're very much the. They have where we go out and try to do, do the right thing for the right reason. They will do whatever they. They'll do what they feel is right for, um, even if it might look bad on the surface, they claim that they're doing the right thing in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, we had we stole from, from these guys so that we could make sure we had, were equipped to stop this bigger evil kind of thing. So they kind of look at, try to look at the greater good yeah. uh, thing, which is not always the, which can look real good on paper. But I don't think it's when put into practice is a lot harder to do. Boji says Boji has tried to settle things with them, even though he had no involvement in the bad blood. Yep, and we appreciate that, Boji. That's you did you did a lot of good work. Yeah, and I've tried to as well, but I apparently accidentally drove a wedge in there too myself. So anyway, yeah, um, me, Boji, um, Quinn, we've all been trying to work with uh, Tavern to um, suit. Uh, Sue some ruffled feathers, um, and are kind of trying to work to make things a little bit better between our two yeah. our two towns. 
Yeah, we used to have like a, a friendly rivalry, and then it, yeah. for a while it really developed into some really bad blood there for a while. Yeah, then, I think a lot of it happened with uh, the Gerdeskis as well. Yeah. Um, is that, from what I understand, at one point, apparently, the uh, Northwatch sicked a, uh, a werewolf lord on them. And werewolf lords are not your standard werewolves. They, no. they need a lot more, like... Uh, to stop them, like a regular silver sheen or silver weapons are not going to do enough. Like they help, but it's not going to put it down. Um, so that's why actually how Boji ended up getting involved because he had a, uh, a the hammer of the fall that was able to, as a legendary weapon, was able to really uh, put a stop to the werewolf lord. Yeah, I remember that one. He was talking about that one. How mm-hmm. he, was, he had to go up with that, try to try to fix some of the bad blood. Yeah, yeah, that helped a lot for sure, but. Yeah. So, was there any... I don't know any of the other uh, uh, factions. I'm... Well, there are the different wyvern groups. Um, they're kind of a, they're kind of fringe elements, though. The most... The best known is the wyvern's whip. Um, and they are... They're just a bunch of dicks. <laughs> they're, they're extremists. They're very much the... Yeah. If you have anything to do with it, they're very anti-dragon. Yeah. Which... Honestly, I can get behind. Um, I mean, I don't like giant genocidal monsters that burn entire cities down. Um, however, the Wyvern's Whip takes it to extreme levels where they will not only attack dragons, they'll attack people who uh, associate with dragons, that know dragons, that may have helped dragons at some point, maybe even just met a dragon once. Yeah. They're, they're, you're on the list. Uh, so they don't really discriminate or between, hey, this guy happens to know a dragon and maybe doesn't want to tell you where that dragon is, um, to, or, and just dragons themselves. So they're uh, it's a terrible organization. There are, all, there are other subsets as well, um, such as, I believe, the Wyvern's Heart, which is, works to um, bring both the, uh, you know, the cyclic races and dragons together at like a, you know, the meeting table. To try to you know, work on differences, um, and then I believe it's the wyvern's claw that is says that you know we don't necessarily need to stop them, but we want to have them out of out of our politics and out of our policies. How are we not on the wyvern with list? Because oh, I'm sure we are. If anyone's dealt with dragons, Northwatch has had to fight the wyvern's whip more than a few times. Well, I know there was one where like we attacked them because of something that happened, but I'm just surprised that they haven't made any moves against us. But well, I guess we're kind of. A, I mean, I, I guess we are. We're kind of scary, but I'm, I'm, I don't doubt that, Davis. They uh, would hate Davis, he says. Yeah, I, I don't doubt. They have they have a lot of reason to hate a lot of people. <laughs> um, I got. Yeah, they. Uh, I'm. I know we're on the list. <laughs> um, I mean, because we, with how many people like Crow, with Banner, with Divas, mm-hmm. so many people who have relations with dragons, um, that we can't not be on there. The thing is, though, is that Northwatch, we're kind of a big deal. Too, yeah, you know? yeah, we're not just. You don't go. You mill. don't run in. You don't walk into Northwatch and. Try to throw down and not expect to get a bloody nose. Yeah. Um, because we, yeah, we're very powerful individuals. Yeah, we are. 
there's no I'm not trying to brag I'm just saying that we're well it's, it's the fact of the matter yeah. I mean we don't do what we do and, and not get strong you don't you, yeah you don't blow off the arc which Talsagora's arm uh, and, and not know how to <laughs> just get it yeah just kind a, of a just big deal, deal just kind of lull and Diva says does the Falcon Crest have two dragons on the council um, I don't know I don't about that so. I don't know I don't know much about the council yeah, but I don't know much about the council myself yeah I know that we've talked to a dragon well, last winter. We've interacted with a number of dragons. Yeah, so. um, at least I, I was there for at least one of them, so that means uh, even I'm on the list, because I've talked to a dragon. I, I even asked yeah, questions. I've, I've encountered a drac, and I did very good at hiding the woods and not peeing myself. Um, <laughs> the drac's son. What's that? The drac's son that is the counselor for the king. Oh. Um, I don't know. I uh, think uh, a lot has happened. So I think Drax's son has actually got in a trap from Talsagor. Is he the one that's and, missing uh, and that him, him and Crow are looking for? Or? Um, I think, yeah, there's one that's missing. Yeah. Um, Daryun is still Dar- kicking around. Yeah, Daryun. Daryun is the dragon. Yeah, Darion, Darion's still kicking around. He's just good friends with uh, the king. Um, but yeah, there, yeah, there's no way Northwatch is not on the radar of the Wyverns' whip. Um, they just haven't been as active around us lately. Yeah, thankfully, because we have enough trouble as it is. Yeah, I know they came in during an open house and were asking questions about. Dragon's Fire or something like that because a bunch of towns had been burnt recently or something. No. That was a while ago though. Again, that was easily six, seven months ago probably. Yeah. I don't even know. but So yeah. But they weren't there being aggressive. So Yeah, yeah. It was just the one guy. So that's yeah. probably why. He's like, nope, nope. <laughs> so he's not going to do anything by himself. So. Mm-hmm. Was there any others that we've missed, or that um, like very little is known about, or? Well, there are also the uh, I suppose are the Hadranian mystery cults. Um, the most popular one, and I always laugh because they call themselves mystery cults, like it's a, a big secret. But there's one known as Evander's Folly, uh, which is more of a social drinking club. <laughs> um, but you, but the kind of the if you wanted to get into one of these. Uh, these secret cults of Hadranus is a lot of times you go to Evander's Folly um, you tell some funny stories um, and then um, you can kind of get inroads to other other groups so Evander's Folly is kind of like the, the doorman to the uh, to other other mystery cults uh, the only other mystery cult I can really think of is the Runeweavers um, but I don't know a whole lot about them as a non-caster, I haven't really been to any of the meetings. Yeah. Um, but I hear their their parties are really intense. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Boji wants to know if we know anything about the cult of Typhon. Um, I don't know anything about the cult of Typhon. I mean, he was he was a big deal before I came around. Um, so I, I think Typhon, for the most part, was pretty well dealt with a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't really reared his head again uh, for quite some time. Um, but yeah, there were during his the height the heyday he was uh, he was a real big deal and he was exerting his influence over all the monstrous races including um, Parthens. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness, thank goodness for sure. Um, yeah, thank goodness for that. 
Um, but yeah, for the most part, Typhon has been was uh, repelled, and um, we haven't heard from the the cult of Typhon in a long time. Now, for those of you guys that don't know, because we talked about Typhon a little bit last week, and then now this week, Typhon is like the king, the god of monsters. Yeah, he's, basically, he's, he's, uh, Typhon, the father of monsters, the father of monsters. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, he would. He had influence over a lot of monstrous races, um, including, um, like I mentioned, the Parthens, uh, orcs, uh, the goblinoid races, like uh, trolls, ogres, like. Yeah. Uh, he also had a lot of uh, Naga. Mm-hmm. They were, as I understand it, very real difficult to fight. Um, and a lot of. Uh, he had a lot of things like um, Draco venom. Mm. Which, yeah, is basically you get one minute or until you're dead. Yeah, that's not fun. Uh, Diva says something about Druids of the Phoenix. I haven't heard of that organization. Yeah, I know that, that Divas has a lot to do with Phoenixes, but I don't, that's probably something that he'll have to talk about if we ever get him on. Yeah. Because that seems exclusive information that he has. So. Yeah, I've not heard of any Druids of the Phoenix. So. Um, okay. So that kind of covers the guilds and kind of covers all the, the factions as much as we know. Yeah. I mean, there's still a few other factions and organizations, um, but they're usually a lot smaller. So you may not hear about them as much like the Frothian Vigil. Uh, so it's a fairly small, very exclusive group. Wait, officially only has like 10 members. Um, one from each kingdom of the world. Um... I think that's, let me double check my notes. So okay. if there's anything else I'm, I'm noteworthy in here. Uh, yeah, I think we hit everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Order of the Bacon. Well, that's Order headed up by uh, Boji. And, uh, yep. And uh, I guess, I up, guess I'm kind of... Headed up by our very own Boji Smash. And I guess I'm kind of uh, a second in command of that. And <laughs> actually, for a while there, we actually had a joke where we were, we wanted to have bacon or, like, bacon jerky for any visitors to the Hall of Smash. Like, literally, like, oh, welcome to the Hall of Smash, here's some bacon. But Here's your bacon. Yeah, we never, we never <laughs> actually... Never actually followed through with that, but... Yeah. Well... That's too bad. <laughs> maybe we'll have to talk about it a little bit more. I'm maybe. sure my, my heart and cholesterol thank thank you for it. Though. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, <laughs> he says lol, and I, for this he says, sign me up, order the bacon. Yep, yep. So, he Blood had magical fire. bacon once, you can tell that story. But uh, <laughs> um, So, yeah. I guess we're going to take a real quick break then, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about two of the classes. We'll talk about thugs, okay. that's what you are. Mm-hmm. Are you any other classes right now, Not or are you just the one? Okay. So we'll pick another one that we want to talk about, uh, and then uh, we'll probably go ahead and end there. We'll take a real quick break, and we'll come back. Sounds good. Listen to the LARP Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash errorstar. That's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U-S-T-A-R. We're at Ascendance Gaming Center. Uh, so it's kind of a lounge gaming center. You can do VR, do PC gaming, general hangout spot. We have some board games. We have some um, retro consoles that you can play as well. What we're trying to do here is we're trying to bring back the feel of 80s arcades. You know, everyone would meet at the arcade and they'd have a good time and that would be like the hangout spot. All the equipment's provided. We have uh, top of the line PCs. 
You can uh, log into your own services via Steam or Origin. You play any of those, download your own games and play them on our computers, and uh, you're good to go. And we have a selection of VR games, uh, about 600 or something games available. Every Monday we have a Smash tournament, a Super Smash Brothers Melee, and then once a month they do a, uh, a monthly tournament. Uh, we're also hosting a CSGO tournament now, and we're doing a Hearthstone tournament and a B-Saber tournament. All right, everybody, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out during that break. Uh, Nevitz Gaming, real quick before we left, said can't keep bacon long enough to give it out. <laughs> and that's, that's probably the other problem that we would run into for sure. We would just eat it all before we handed it out to yeah. anybody. So. Uh, so the two classes we're going to talk about are Thug, which is uh, Gray's class, one mm -hmm. of his first class, and then uh, we'll talk about Warlock it was. Yeah, okay. let's talk about Warlock a little bit. Okay, so let, let's go over the level one abilities of the Thug. Yep. So some of the first abilities you get, um, Thug is kind of the a hybrid class, so it's Fighter and Rogue. Um, so as one of the first things you get is uh, starting proficiencies of both Fighter and Rogue talents. Um, so you generally will start with as a, a either a, a fighter type or a rogue type or the a rogue archetype, um, and so this one will just give you the other whatever the other class had. So when I picked this up, I gained plus one game with daggers. Um, I think that's about it, really. Okay. <laughs> so I started out as a fighter. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just get that sweet plus one damage with daggers. <laughs> um, Second one is uh, Countess possessing fighter talent and rogue talent for purposes of prerequisites. So I can also purchase uh, Waylay at the discounted cost. I don't have to pay the, the extra points for it. Oh, okay. Um, the skill addition of Force Fighter and Force Rogue. Uh, so I took the the 30 the thirty point version, which allows you to do it at all times. So I can swap my, my Force skills to either be Force Slay or uh, Force Knockout or um, Force Repel. Mm. Um so it gives me that little bit of extra flexibility, which I really like. I think it's a lot of fun to run into um, when you run into different situations. Like sometimes I'm just like, you know, Force Light is just not going to do anything, but two Force Repels might change this fight. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a lot of fun. Um, and then the other one is a, kind of a cool passive ability. I gain the ability to use rope to bind someone as if I are using a set of novice manacles. Um, so they need wow. strength 10 at a feet of strength in order to break out. And that's just why I use any generic rope. I've, I've used that before. When, uh, I don't get to use it very often. It's not very often that uh, nothing very much is against um, like arresting people or things like that. They don't want to, which is, makes a lot of sense. You know, you, when you have a game, the last thing you want to do is prevent people from playing your game. Yeah. Um, so, but what I do get to use, it's, it's kind of fun. Uh, I'll usually just use my scarf and just wrap it up a little bit. I uh, people up with that. <laughs> I'm like, yep, you need strength then to get out of this. Yeah, nice. I'm real good at tying knots. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're, they're fun ones. Uh, but I think the best one there is the, the force skill. Yeah, that addition. seems handy to be able yeah. to versatile on your. Yeah, having that variety is really fun. Yeah. All right, so uh, on to level two. You can scroll down a little bit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so level two is I now count as having the fighter and rogue talent cost benefits of preferential utility skills oh excuse me this is the one that lets me uh, not pay extra for waylay oh okay uh, or strength you started out as a rogue oh yeah Bogey, shut up so strength 10 is that all well, well. 
Yes. You have a lot of strength. The average person doesn't. Not have everyone that much has strength. strength to ten, Boji. So, so just strength five weaklings. Or strength zero weaklings. <laughs> strength zero weaklings. That's right. Yeah, if, really. If you have the strength skill, if you don't take it to five, at least you're kind of wasting a utility slot. Yeah. I feel like. Um, <clears throat> next one is kind of a generic one. It's the heightened strike of plus two damage with all triple strike or plus four damage with single strike for the weapon proficiency and backstab skill. Oh, cool. Um. So just, yeah, yeah, extra bit of damage when you do your, your strikes. Uh, so it goes from 3 to 5 with that. Um, not something I've bothered picking up, because I don't really use my weapon proficiency strikes very often. I sometimes forget that I have them. Yeah. Um, but still kind of handy. Um, the next one is the once daily use of the uh, Rogue's Luck skill. Now, Rogue's Luck is... <clears throat> the... Sometimes the best and sometimes the worst skill in the game. Because sometimes you'll be like, oh, oh, something weird will happen. I'll ask the marshal, hey, can I use a rogue's luck? And they'll be like, sure, here's two copper. Yep. Hey, you found on the ground by your boot. And I'm like, wow, thanks. Glad I used that eight skill points on this. Or I guess four skill points now. Did I get cheaper? I don't know. I'm glad I spent those four skill points on this. Uh, but sometimes it'll be like, um, somebody was doing an infusion on me and. Also, Rin was doing an infusion on me, and Quinn put this uh, bit of crystal on my chest from the Crystalline Sanctum. Um, as Rin was doing that, and the marshals asked, does anyone have a rogue's luck that they would like to use? And Rin said, sure. And he goes, cool. As you're doing your infusion, you watch this crystal melt into Gray's chest, and picks it up, and goes out of game. And so now I have, a, as Gray, I have a Crystalline Heart. Wow. Yeah, and it gives me some uh, interesting benefits. Like wow. I have an extra 30 seconds on my bleed count from it, and uh, I can uh, dispel magic once per, once per logistics. Wow. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. Um, and, we've, and it's been an interesting uh, plot point as well. So I had some fun with that and interacting with other players. All right, and then finally, level three. This is the, the good stuff. Um, once per battle, you, gain to, you get to use Death Blow, which usually is a, you need to use a feat of strength for. Um, this was just once per battle, so that's kind of fun. But the really good one, and it's well well worth its points at 25, uh, is an extra swing whenever you use a melee weapon to either double a swing of daze, maim, repel, restrain, or shield cripple, or trip. Uh, both swings have to have the same target. So I, that's why I can do the daze, daze, maim, maim. Can you change it up if you like daze, maim, or does it have uh, to be the same It has to be two of the same ones at the oh, same target. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so what this oh, it does say, okay. yeah what this really does is it makes it a lot harder to defend yeah because you have to think to yourself it's it's the okay well I have I have two parries so I come and say days days do you want to use both parries right now or try to hold out for that ten seconds and use them against my damage yeah um so it's instead of having one defense you have to have those two like so if I had days days and you only have one parry available you're you're days you're done yeah. The smart play is to say, okay, I just, I guess I take them both and I'm days for 10 seconds. Yeah. And while this guy wails on me for a while, and I can do a lot of damage in 10 seconds, and I can do that three times. So, wow. <laughs> you're probably going to have a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think Thug is it's a very strong class, like one on one. Um, it's, it's terrifying. It's very, very rare when I fight things one on one. Yeah. Uh, usually, I'm facing two or three things. So if I can take something out for a fi of the fight for a few seconds, mm -hmm. I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, my first character Yuri 
never didn't have any kind of crowd control ability whatsoever. I swung for damage, and that was it. <laughs> I swung for damage, I had defenses, I had healing. I was really hard to kill, but I swung for nine, and that was it. Wow. Which is, I mean, it's a good amount of damage, but it, is a lot it was sure. nothing. But I see people doing like, all right, I'm going to do this daze, or I'm going to do a trip, or I'm going to do this other cool thing, and I'm like, I'm going to hit you for nine, and then I'm going to hit you for nine. <laughs> now I'm going to hit you again. And when you hit me, I'm going to parry it, and I'm going to hit you again. Yeah. And it was, it was fun for all the defenses and how much I could last, but it got really boring when it came to actual fights. So yeah. I, fighting is great. It's a lot of fun for the, all the different tricks I can do. And that's really what I was looking for, too. So that made a lot of sense for me. Yeah, I can understand. I mean, like, I'm all built for defense. Like, mm -hmm. me and Boji were built, so he's the offense, I'm defense. So yeah. I've got all the defensive skills. I only have days because of my weapon. Like, yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't even have that. So I have, like, <laughs> no trips, no days, no maim, nothing. So yeah. I recommend it. I think it's, it's a lot of... It's very powerful abilities, and they're also just a lot of fun to have. Yeah. Um, so I'll be able to throw out, like, a daze or... And I have a... Because uh, actually on my character sheet, I have three maims per battle. Um, but I have a Tinker Twist that allows me to swap between any of the those crowd control abilities uh, at will. Or up to three times per battle. So it makes it works out really well. Boji has some trips, yeah. he says. They're fun, man. Mm -hmm. I love maims, trips, repels. Maims, I think, are my favorite, yeah. to be honest. Uh, we, we were on... Uh, an event where we didn't want anyone to stray too far, so somebody next to me got feared, so I just tripped them. <laughs> <laughs> so they're on their knees screaming in terror for 10 seconds. It was mm, funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was Bethany, so she role-played it super well. So she's like, ah! And I like, trip her as she's running away. And she just, just falls over and just screams to the sky. She's like, ah! <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so I, I don't think recommend using those kind of uh, combat abilities. Yeah. Um, and Thug lets me really use them to, you know, take that skill up to 11. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about Warlock. Um, so Warlock... Which Warlock? Oh. So yeah. yeah. Which slash Warlock, that's right. So <clears throat> Warlock is, is, really, is a really interesting class. Um, the whole premise of the class is like there's no prerequisites whatsoever which is nice so it's anyone can take it um the whole premise of it is that you've uh made some sort of pact or bond with a uh with a higher power um and so they have a bunch of examples of packs like you have an ancestral pact fey pact uh elemental packs there are demonic packs um you can go a lot of different variety with this as well. And the, the plot team is actually really, really good about um, really playing with those. And like, I think Witch and Warlock are the most diversified uh, classes out there. Yeah. Um, because you can really go to plot and say, this is what I had in mind. This is what I'd like to be able to do. Like if you go to them and say, hey, I want a class that lets me force a store every battle. They're going to tell you no. But if you go to them and say, hey, I want to make, I want to have a pact with a really powerful uh, mystic entity. Um, and this is kind of what I wanted to be able to augment my healing, maybe, or um, do, you know, have some sort of connection to it. Uh, something like that, they might, they'd be a lot more willing to work with you. Um, as I took this class as a Yuri because I wanted to be, Yuri to become like a, a, a master like a legendary swashbuckler. 
that was his first class. Um, and so I kind of alluded that, you know, Warlock might be another fun thing to do as well. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of worked the two together. So the person that I was training under as a, as a uh, legendary swashbuckler um, said I had to make a Warlock pact with an entity known as Acacia. Um, and Acacia was at the bottom of the ocean. Um, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it, 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 Yuri basically drowned to go meet her. <laughs> um, and so, which <laughs> left Sonia freaking out for a while. I remember that roleplay because it was, Yuri was just drowning for a long time, but he didn't actually ever go out of his bleed count. Wow. He just kind of stayed, or I think, I don't know if he went to his death count, just stayed there and was kind of like stasis for a while. Uh, but basically sank to the very bottom of the ocean before he got to meet Acacia um, and form that, that bond. Uh, but with that, it gave me a lot of additional uh, powers and some additional abilities. Uh, and they also gave me the uh, taboos. Uh, that's part of every witch and warlock. Yeah. Um, whatever power that you have has certain restrictions. Uh, so for example, um, uh, let me see here. So now it's real quick. When you said you said that you trip people to yeah. prevent them from running with yeah. fear, he says I never thought of using it that way, which is a good use. Yeah. And then he says he wants to blend Berserker and Warmaster together to create a Scald. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that is kind of the fun thing about when you start blending classes, you can kind of really find things that work really well together, or some find some things that maybe don't necessarily go together, but makes a lot of sense from a more uh, story standpoint. Um, it makes that makes things a lot of fun. Like I haven't really set up a lot of secondary class for for gray yet, uh, but I want to have something that makes sense for the character. Um, so, but uh, going back to, sorry, going back to warlock. Um, as a warlock, you have a uh, taboos, uh, which are kind of weird restrictions. Like you might not be able to look into a mirror, uh, or for uh, Yuri, it was I was never allowed to carry more than nineteen copper or nineteen silver. Because mm. uh, I had to have a higher range of, a, a higher level of, uh, of treasure hunting, basically, as, uh, as, as a pirate warlock, essentially. Uh, so I carry as much gold as I wanted. Uh, I didn't carry gems, no problem. Um, and thankfully, I started putting in a lot of gems because I had to sit down with my family, being like, "Look, I know it'd be really funny to toss me a sack full of copper and say, hey, catch, but that's gonna really mess me up uh, because we mm-hmm. do break your pact." Uh, you become dazed for five minutes. Wow. Nothing will remove it. Wow. Not even a restore spirit. Um, I think going through the circle might. Maybe. I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, well, that's a bit extreme. That's uh, a pretty extreme situation, yeah. yeah. Um, and because it's basically like you're breaking your, your patron's rules. Yeah. And so they, they kind of uh, punish you a little bit for it. Storm Dragon says taboos can really suck. They definitely can. That's, Absolutely. Uh, Rayla. Okay. Or Storm. Hey, Rayla. Um, yeah, Taboo's gonna really, really suck. Um, I'm guessing she was a like a storm warlock at some point. Storm was a witch, I believe. So, yeah, storm was a witch. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but they have a lot of. Uh, uh, so they kind of have uh, some of the early things that you get were like customized uh, calls uh, for like your for your incans. Uh, so Yuri can still uh, summon what lies beneath. 
oh, cool. husband and kid, which I thought was really cool in kid. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I you know, always do like if someone lies beneath to heal or someone lies beneath the force of spirit, <laughs> things like that. I can just think if I if I decide to channel the spirits of the Smash ancestry, I summon Smash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that. Um, and so. But like I said, they do have some some uh, a lot of examples of things that you could do, and they have like the standard ones, which are, like the different packs, like ancestral, demonic, mm-hmm. pay, things like that. I think one of the demonic packs. Um, oh, sorry, I just saw Stormy's mention of major taboo can you face? Uh, it can daze you for thirty minutes. That's a long so, time. Yeah. But major taboos are also like big deals. Um, yeah. Like they're they're not something that you're gonna casually forget to do. Yeah. Uh, mine was a lesser taboo. Yeah. Because I only got the t- level two in the class. Oh yeah. Um, I never got the major taboo, but yeah, those ones were usually like really big things, like lying to a nobility or something like that. Um, so it's something you almost had to actively do. It wasn't something you could accidentally. Whoops! I broke my major taboo. Yeah. Um. But they're, uh, yeah, Warlock is a lot of fun because it is so diverse. Um, I think runners really enjoy it because they can really play around with it. Um, and that's very, that's very, I find it's a very popular secondary class for people. Yeah. Because it's a great catch all for if you don't really know what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet your Warlock can be a really, really good fit because you can, it's also kind of the, it's a very high role play uh, kind of. Uh, class, like there are some classes that are fairly low role play. Like Warmaster is pretty straightforward. When you're a Warmaster, you're you're gonna go out and you're gonna fight things. Uh, when you're a Warden, you're gonna go out and protect people. Yeah. Um, but Witch and Warlock is you don't really know what you're always gonna be doing. <laughs> uh, you have your you have your pact, you have your your patron, um, and sometimes you can do things like uh, one of the things you can get is like favor for a favor. Um, doesn't always work, and it doesn't always get. It's not always going to work right when you maybe right when you need it, um, because it is. You're calling upon your patron to be like, "Hey, help help me out, and I'll do something for you later, or I'll do this for you now if you help me out later." Um, because it's also kind of up to the marshal's discretion at the time. Yeah, um, and a lot of times they're not going to have time to sit down and think. Well, what do I what do I need to get from you in order to yeah. do this for you? Kind of thing. Um, but the um, Yuri did have access to favor for a favor so a lot of times I'd like go out and bury treasure like I'd take some some coins or I'd, any kind of like a fire item um, I could find I would go and throw into the ocean as an offering to Acacia oh okay because uh, she, she was about uh, um, water and air and uh, dark and darkness so fire brought light and yeah. was you know very the antithesis of uh, of water. Um, some of the other abilities usually you'll end up with would be things like you can swing for a damage type. Um, like I know, I think the uh, abyssal pact warlocks can swing for magic at will. Mm-hmm. Uh, yours able to swing for uh, air or water at will. Um, so again, it's just kind of fun variety things. Not it's very seldom going to be super powerful class um, but it's a lot of it's a great role play uh, we're going to invite role play to you um, yeah, yeah so Stormy had a lot of fun playing a witch yeah because yeah, it's, it's a great class it's a lot of fun 
It's definitely a a weird one. Yeah. Um, but it's one that the mm. the plot team will usually. You're kind of like setting yourself as a lightning rod for plot. Yeah, <laughs> a lightning rod for plot. Yeah. That's an interesting way of putting it. We yeah. scroll down so we can see some of the like. So we're not going to go over some of the like recommended taboos because they all have different abilities. Mm-hmm. But you could do a custom one, so that may not matter. Um, yeah, let's go into the level two stuff. Let's go into the level two. Uh, so you gain a taboo at level one, apparently, and they'll mm-hmm. tell you what it is, and then you gain a lesser taboo at level two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are kind of weird. Oh, I already have that. So some of these abilities would be like a immunity to roleplay portion of the charm, fear, or terror effects, um, ability to cast a commune spell, um, and then supernatural strength, uh, which is basically just plus two to strength. Hmm. But it's magical in nature rather than uh, uh, rather than from working out and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the um, and again because of the uh, this is very customizable. A lot of times these uh, warlock utility abilities won't always carry over. Like Yuri had, I don't think had any of these. Oh really? Yeah. So they even customized the level two for oh, you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like Yuri could whisper while bleeding. Um, let me see. I'm trying to remember what else he had for his warlock utility. Uh, but I don't think it was any of these. <laughs> oh, yeah, see. Stormy had uh, one of her taboos was he couldn't break a promise or oath and can't harm elementals. Ooh, that sucks. We fought elementals a lot. Yeah, so. a lot of times you have to fight elementals, and they might just have to. If you're a warlock, you might just be like, "Sorry, guys, I'm out. Yeah. I'll, I'll be over here phased." Oh yeah, for <laughs> real, that sucks. A lot um, of people have that can't break a promise or oath. So. Yeah, isn't Camilla one? Yeah, Camilla has. She has that. that she yep. has that exact same one. So. Yep, that's a popular one for among warlocks. Thankfully, Yuri never had to face that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, actually, no, I couldn't swing for, uh, I could never swing for fire or earth damage. Okay. But I could swing for uh, water or air at will. Okay. Um, but yeah, if I tried to swing for a fire or earth, I'd immediately get dazed. So if people would, like, flame sheath on me, I'd like, no, go away. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't touch me. Um, but yeah, I was, actually, I had some ideas for a, a, a world, taking Warlock as a primary class for a new character, but that might be, that might be something further down the road. Yeah. Might be something entertaining to do down the road, though. What have we got on level three? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so the Eldritch Offering, this is kind of the, uh, the favor for a favor. Oh, okay. Um, so you basically offer up some sort of, uh, some, something in exchange for, for power. Um, so whether that and it's usually pretty uh, should be fairly com- comparable um, like a, uh, like you know you give money you can give skill points you give magical items things like that mm-hmm. um, like right now Yuri anytime you find like I said anytime he finds any kind of fire related item he just chucks it into the ocean and offers it up to Acacia um, let me see here and then uh, the other level 3 ability would be um, more specific to your, um, to your to your pact. Uh, so for things like ancestral, you get immunity to killing blow and death blow for normal damage between hours of six a.m. and six p.m. You need to call it no effect. That's 
actually super handy. Yeah. Because I only have it like once per logistics right now because of my armor. So to have it at all times would be super handy, man. Yeah. Uh, Like Fae Pack can get to grow claws. Um, Let me see. The Fire Pact looks like. Uh, Immunity can blow and death blow of normal. I get between 6 a.m. and um, 6 p.m. Yeah. Warlock is also like because of all the different packs that they have. Yeah, there's a lot of. These are a lot of the pre generated packs. Um, like the understand the Abyssal Pact is one of the more powerful ones like uh, all times immunity death blow from all damage types call no effect um, no immunity can blow at all though. but death blows are just like meh whatever yeah um, let's see here immediately uh, after performing successful killing blow or death blow on a cyclic creature Gain one use of the Vigor skill. I have to use it within 10 seconds after completing the Killing Blow. Uh, that's another from the Abyssal Pact, so you're kind of stealing their, their essence. It's kind of scary, though, because if you're in the middle of combat and you can't get that Vigor off, man. Well, Vigor's only a five-second count. It's yeah. pretty easy to get off. If you, could, if you can do a Death Blow or a Killing Blow, you can probably get off of Vigor. That's true. You're probably clear enough that you... Yeah. So. And Vigor is just a five-count to full heal. Yeah. Which is really great skill. I, think... I love it. Well, I thought the changes... What did they do with the changes? I thought they um, made... It used to be... It basically used to be... It would uh, full heal and remove any uh, negative status effects. Yeah. Um, now it is just a full heal. Full heal. Yeah, just uh, yeah. a... Well, I remember they did some changes to it, so... Yeah. Okay. Sweet. So, yeah, the Witch and the Warlock is kind of a hard one to go over because it's so customizable to your individual yeah. character. So, the abilities we read to you now might be completely different from the abilities that you would gain by becoming that class. Right. So, but um, you might get... I mean, you could very well just go and take, like, hey, I want to have a darkness pact. Yeah. Take it straight out of the book. Great. Yeah. No problem. But I find it's a lot more... I think it's a lot more rewarding, a lot more exciting to have the plot team come up with something Yeah. Uh, for you. And because I really enjoyed it as Yuri. Um, and again, it was... Yeah, it was a lot of it was... Uh, to get there, I had to like chase out a lot of stories and learn a lot about um, uh, Dread Pirate. Uh, oh my god, uh, <laughs> Jean Varlos, a Dread Pilot. Oh okay. Uh, he was my he was Yuri's predecessor. Okay. Um, and so when Yuri took over, he, he, Yuri's now the Dread Pirate Yuri Gerdetsky. Um, and so he also. But it's, it was it was a lot of fun to learn a lot of stories, learn a lot of world lore, um, and kind of follow it as, in his footsteps and, and seek out Acacia and make that warlock bond. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to have like some kind of custom bond, like a little bit on the ancestry, but I wouldn't want just the standard one. Something mm-hmm. customized with the yeah. Smash family or something like that, for yeah. sure. Because so, that's what I would be invoking would be them. Which is weird, because I already invoke them when I do my Warden Bond. <laughs> so I actually have like a ritual that few people have seen that I do. Oh, cool. When I invoke people and I call on the ancestors of the Smash family to bond their life force to mine and stuff like that. I have like a little incant I do. Oh, so, great. So it's like, and that was actually the thing, is like, like I already do that. Yeah. And I never even looked at Warlock when I started doing that. <laughs> and, then, and then someone told me, they're like, well, based on your backstory and stuff, someone plotted, like, maybe you should go Warlock. And they're like, Cause there's a lot that you could do with that. And I'm like, yeah. And I looked at it, and I'm like, that's actually... Yeah. So I'm really leaning towards Warlock. 
I have been leaning toward Aegis just because I am supposed to be a tank. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still on the fence whether I want to be a tank or if I want to get off frontline fighting and be more support warden. I don't know yet. So yeah. um, We already have a support warden, so I feel like, you know, but I don't know. I mean, when we get into hallway fights, having support there to back you up is really nice. But also when we're out in the open, having a couple extra tanks is also real yeah. good. <laughs> Co-Warlock, he says. Yeah. 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 So that, I mean, I think those have been the two I've been looking at. I know there, no, I've also been looking at Druid mm-hmm. uh, because of some in-game things. Now okay. I've, I've been looking at the Path of the Earthwalker mm-hmm. and some things like that. So, Well, as Gray, I've been following the Path of the Earthwalker for a little over a year now. Yeah. Um, and I, it's probably one of the easiest paths to follow. Um... And it's a, uh, um, um, yeah. I mean, if, if it makes sense for the character, that's awesome. Like, I, I don't think I'd ever go druid or, uh, um, I don't think I'd ever go druid or ranger as gray, because uh, it really fit. Yeah. My character, um, but as a, it's kind of fun as a as a character to choose to just follow that path. Yeah. With because I don't. I don't get any benefit out of it. Yeah. Other I just been saying like, yeah, I get to, I get to say I follow the path of Earthwalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been talking to Jayla a little bit about it in game about what it is and like what it means to her and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, just because of something that happened to me in game. Okay. My producer says Druid would fit well with role play. So yeah, she kind of knows a few things that have gone on with me a little bit. So we've talked about. Okay. But, so. Yeah, Druid's a, a fun class. Yeah. Um, I really, really liked Warlock just for all of its uh, customization. That's, um, yeah. And you really do just invite more story to your character. <laughs> yeah, that's still kind of where I'm leaning as Warlock. Just, yeah. Uh, I had to talk to somebody in plot and see if they would do a customized one for me yeah. or not. But the Earth provides, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, reference to a hippie druid that we have that comes into town. Yeah, well... Less of a druid, more of just a random hobo. Yeah, he's not actually a druid at all. Oh, he isn't. No, oh. common misconception. It's it's a <laughs> NPC named Ick Jarjuk, and he basically is just he's he's just steals food from people. Oh yeah, not players. He'll just show up, and the player will show up and just be like, pull out this loaf of bread of like really nice artesian bread, and be like, the forest provides. And we're like. There's no way the forest came up with that. (laughs) What? How did you get that? The forest provides, man. (laughs) It's when that that, that particular player just wants to... I've never met that guy, and I'm kind of bummed, because he sounds so much fun. George, he's really funny. Yeah. The forest provides. Yeah, (laughs) a lot of people thought he was a druid, and somebody even asked him for druid training. He was like, yeah, okay. And they just went and sat in the forest and just, like, sat there for, like, ten minutes. Oh, no. And she's like, so am I getting any training? He's like, actually, no. He goes, this is, none of this is even sinking in. None of this makes any sense. You get the feeling this guy's not even a druid. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's funny. I did not know that. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess Joby still doesn't know that, technically. <laughs> Joby's never met this guy, though, so. Yeah, I've never met him as Gray. I met him as Yuri a couple times. He'd come in to our camp and... And just give us food. So we're like, yeah, all right. We'll, we'll share your, your sweet bread. Why not? <laughs> Force provides, sure. <laughs> As a former druid, I find this offensive. 
Yuri was a druid for about a day and a half. Wow. Um, because I stored a, uh, a nature spirit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can right now, because of uh, a plot item, I can copy the druid spring spell or whatever it is. Oh, so okay. if they cast it, I can immediately cast it oh, as nice. well. So, but it has to be the spring one, whatever that one is. So. Okay. So I have a little, I have a few more months before they'll be casting that again. That's the cool thing about Druid. We won't go into too much into it, but it actually is based on this season of the yeah. of the actual world. Yeah. So that's yeah, depending cool. on the month, you have different uh, different powers. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I really like that uh, that change. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Well, does anybody have any further questions or comments for us? I do have a question. I know I asked it a little bit, but I don't know if you went too much into depth. But what does what does mythic realms and LARPing specifically mean to you? Um, the thing I really I really enjoy about it is, uh, I mean, they're, they're of course going out and seeing my friends um, is always great. Uh, Fighting is a lot of fun. The role play is usually really entertaining. Um, but the real thing that I I get out of it, I think, is being able to really. Um, look at different aspects of my personality um, and really focus in on one. Um, like with, as, as Yuri, I was very, uh, really focused on my, like, more bad aspects of my personality. Um, you know, being very sarcastic, making fun of people, being kind of a jerk. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> LARP is eating your friends. That, that, that's exactly emoji. Well, that's a quote from me from season one, episode one. Oh, eating your friends? When we were talking about Lita when she ate. Oh, um, gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Troy's character. Troy's yeah, character. yeah. Uh, uh, Zisto. Zisto, yeah. So Zisto. That's, that's a quote from that. <laughs> that's literally nice. what I said. It's LARP in a nutshell. Eating your, friends. Eating your right. friends while they scream in silence. Yep. We need yep. to make that a quote thing that they can just type in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I know I really enjoy it for exploring other aspects like so Yuri I was kind of I was a real jerk as Grey I really wanted to make sure I was putting myself forward and and to being more of a uh, working on trying to be more of a leader mm -hmm. um, and more of something people could depend on um, you know, being a jerk was a lot of fun in its own way but it was also very isolating yeah like who really wants to hang out with a guy that constantly makes fun of you yep um that was a bully. Whereas Gray, I've also, uh, uh, thank you. Bodhi <laughs> likes Gray. Um, I like Gray. Um, and so, yeah. And so as Gray, I try to be a lot more friendly um, and a lot more. Um, try, try really just try to be more of a leader, um, and I've really been able to explore that with being part of the mercenary guild and, and potentially maybe even stepping as a little sheriff sometime. Um, Potentially, um, but uh, yeah. So that's I, I like LARP because I get to really explore in a very safe environment. Yeah. Uh, different, you know, really get to look to and develop new strengths. See, and I want to become more of a leader too, and I have a hard time. Like, it's sometimes difficult to be like yeah. to put yourself out there and say, "Hey." What about we? What about this? Yeah. Because if you try to come out and say we need to do this because this or because I say so, you're going to come off like backlash big time. You're going to get a lot of backlash. But if you say, hey, 
I suggest we do this. Here's why. Um, or when somebody says, hey, I'm going to be a dick about something, you can say, no, that's not okay. And really, and it, it's, it's difficult. It's hard to sometimes to come out and, and do that. I mean, I know there are some people it probably comes naturally to, um, but a lot of us, it's, you know, we're, we're the closet nerds. We're usually, we're, we feel safest in, in front of a computer monitor or mm-hmm. uh, rolling some dice with our friends. Um, and then going out into, you know, into this park with a whole bunch of people that a lot of people don't really know that well mm-hmm. and trying to be like, hey, here's the way it is, or here's my idea, what do you think of that? Um, putting yourself out there as a, that leader, it's really difficult. Um, but it gets easier with, you know, with practice and having LARP there as a safe space to practice. Because, you know, worst case scenario, I go out there, I say, hey, here's my plan, let's do this. And people say, okay, and it fails. Well, maybe our characters die. But in the greater scheme of things... Their characters. Their characters. Yeah. You were playing. We're, we're playing dress up and pretend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been slowly trying to build myself up too. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I don't want to just jump into it, but and it's kind of hard with some of the other personalities around because they yeah. already do it. So it's like, all right, there's no reason for me to even say anything. But there have been some opportunities that have arisen that I've taken to try to slowly put myself out there too to be a leader. But yeah, it, it's, it's it's tricky, but yeah, it's, it's important. I think. It's 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 difficult to do, but I think you're going to find it really rewarding. Yeah, I'm a little worried that they might ask me to be sheriff. To be honest, because of a conversation I had with Lord Oren. But oh yeah, yeah. Was just, I was like, look, I know originally I told you I wanted to be sheriff, but I feel like I'm too kind to be sheriff. And he, we had a very long conversation, and I was like, crap. I think he might look at me more now because of that conversation. But yeah, I told him I was like, you know what? I'm I'm very happy with the mercenary guild, but if the I would be happy to step into the role of sheriff. Uh, you know, if if you feel like that's something that would be benefit to the town, yeah. Um, and, and that's and that's the truth. Is I, I would like to be sheriff, sure, but if somebody else gets it, I will be more than happy to support them as well. Yeah. And <laughs> and continue doing what I'm doing in the mercenary guild. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed being in the mercenary guild and be able to say, all right, here's you know, uh, here's the plan. Here's what we're gonna do. Here are these you know jobs that we need done. So let's. I didn't think about this until just now. There are some other, like, actual in-game benefits of joining the guild, like the oh, yeah. attunement. Oh, yeah. Man, we completely forgot about that. Yeah, we didn't even um, think about that. Yeah, so the guild leaders all have magical armbands. Uh, our our uh, armbands that signify not only uh, we're part of uh, the Kingdom of Falconcrest, or citizens of Falconcrest, but also uh, the, the guild heads' armbands are imbued so that any member of the guild can come and attune themselves to it and gain benefits based on which chapter of the guild they're in. Yeah. Uh, so as a somebody in the mercenary guild, they can attune to it and gain a bonus use of vic- the vigor skill. Um, I think the uh, the mages guild lets you get a bonus use of like a root of power, uh, which gives you a demo packet on uh, your at-will spellcasting mm-hmm. uh, for five minutes. And then the merchants guild lets you do um, a consumable twice. Yeah, you a consumable a second time, so most people use that to do uh, restore spirit cells. Yeah. Or raise dead cells. Yeah, that one's huge. Uh, which is huge. Yeah, that one's a really big deal. Yeah. Um, and then the healer's guild, I think, is <laughs> you can do a heal 10 after bringing somebody else from, from first guild. Or uh, first aid. Sorry. <laughs> the mercy guild wants you. 
And he points at Toby <laughs> Smash. That's what Boji says. But yep. It's true. Like, I have refused to join any guilds for various reasons. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Why is that? Just, I don't see the need. I mean, the, that, 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 uh, attainment's kind of nice. The attunement's mm-hmm. nice, but like, I still go on Mercenary Guild quests without being in the Mercenary Guild. I still get stuff handed to me from the Merchant's Guild, even though I'm not in the Merchant's Guild. Like, to me, it's like, all I, that to me, all I, I see is that I have to pay dues with no so additional all, so benefit. So you're getting all the benefits and none of the, uh, yeah, the responsibility. and I don't have to pay for it. Okay, I see how it is. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, I don't... Uh, so I've told that to Valorant. You're just safe to staff it up, huh? I guess so. I okay. mean... Okay. There have been a few like exclusive ones where you're like, if you're not mercenary guild, you can't go on. I haven't gone on those. Yep. But yep. for the most part, when the mercenary guild gets a job, you just open it to the town, and I go. Yeah, because I, I don't want to be ever be exclusive. Like I like I love being able to get jobs for the mercenary guild, um, but like if it's a weekender, I feel a little bit better about being more exclusive. Mm-hmm. And say, like, all right, I got a job for guild members. And that's what it's been. It's yeah. Been on weekenders. Uh, but yeah, if it's like a Wednesday event, I'm never going to say, I'm never going to say, nobody but the guilds can come on this one. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want anyone to ever feel like yeah. they can't go to a Wednesday event. So. Um, I mean, that's, I'm pretty sure that's what Plot also has in mind. And we've just kind of, it never was explicitly said, but I don't think it needs to be. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I, I, I encourage everyone to join the guild. I know. As a, uh, as a you know, I was a member of the healer's okay. guild for about a year. Okay. And then I lost my healing ability. So I was like, they were like, you're gone. So. Well, you know, I mean, you can still fight pretty good. Yes, I can. I so. You'd be a good bodyguard. I know. I mean, if you want to join the mercenary guild, we can, if you're willing to contract out your uh, some of your warden bonds. I have like two or three extra. Well, there you go. Yeah. I can, I, can, I, can, I can arrange for something like that. Yeah. I'd be so. like, hey, yeah, anytime you visit Northwatch, you'll have a dedicated warden. Yeah. That's. Be some good money. I've been told that that if I <laughs> that if I sell out my bonds, like my free bonds, I could make quite a bit of coin. Yeah, and I have thought about it. Cause coin I would was, happily help arrange that. Buying my weapon and armor was not cheap, <laughs> so I have thought about it, and I have yeah. a lot of extra slots right now. And I, there's nobody else in town that really strikes my fancy other than maybe gray but even we've talked about that in the game and you've kind of been like eh we're I'm okay without it so <laughs> I really probably should get like a warden cause <laughs> warden <whore. laughs> so but Sorry. I'm trying to build up as many levels as I can because I love yeah. that gra- that resistance to mind control oh yeah so like I only want to have like eight bonds at max and then so when you have like a ridiculous number. She had like she said like fifteen or twenty, and that's where I want to get to. Like I like yeah. I will only have like eight actual bonds, mm-hmm. but I want to have double that. Yeah. So on the event that the Garadaces retired, um, the the something uh, effect went out and severed all of our bonds. Yep. And Su- Suzanne was able to be like, if I have available sauce, going to rebond them. And Mike was kind of like, yeah, okay. And so she just goes. Bon, 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 bon. It gets all right back. And I don't think he realized how many she had. And that's exactly why I was warned against <laughs> that. Amazing. So that's why I've been doing that. Yeah. They're like, they'd like to sever bonds. So it's I good mean, to have free It's slots. only happened once yeah. that I've ever seen. Because uh, so, it was kind of a big deal. But it was... <laughs> but then she was just like, I have spares. Yeah. Bring it. <laughs> yep. And that's why I want to do it too. I want to have great. spares just in case. But. Yep. Yeah, Warden so. is, Warden's one of those weird classes where you spend all your points on other people. 
<laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah. They have to spend some, too, but... Yeah. Not nearly as much as a warden. No, though. I have spent a lot, for sure. <laughs> so. All right. So, perfect. Well, that's everything. We talked about that last thing with the guild, which I totally forgot about, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was a good thing to talk about. Good benefit there. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing that we mentioned, is that there's that fee for being in the, That's true. the guild, but there's benefits. Yeah, there are a lot of benefits to, to join mm-hmm. the guild. The and the money, any fees that you get go directly back into the guild, so we can afford to buy cool stuff for people. Yeah. Um, Bodhi says, uh, I love my bond yeah. stuff. Yeah, Warden Bond stuff is great. Yeah, I am level 3, so you get that Assassinate to Bleed ability, which That's is huge for most people, actually. Yeah. That's pretty phenomenal. So. Not a lot of stuff reduces Assassinate. Yep. So that's so. pretty great. Yeah, so. Ugh. And I think, yeah. I'm not doing level 3 anymore, because I had to train, I trained, uh, the one with the butterfly staff. Oh, uh, Wakeful. Wakeful, yeah. I trained her. Yeah. At one of the weekenders. We talked about that on stream, though, so. Cool. It was fun, though. It was a lot of fun. But, fun. uh, not planned. <laughs> <laughs> so. Alright, well, thanks everyone for being here. Thanks for all the questions. Um... We gotta talk about a few things here real quick. So again, Winterfest coming up, twenty eighth yeah. and 29th. Super excited. We don't have a venue yet, I believe. I think it may end up being a castle. I think so. Uh, they were talking about doing the upstairs or something like that. So uh, for one part of it, and then downstairs for the other part okay. of it. So that was the last thing I heard. So I know they're I looking for somewhere else, but yeah, uh, I haven't heard anything yet. So none of that's official. That's yeah. just all rumor mill. So don't go quote me on that. But uh, so, um, next thing is we stream we stream here at the Ascendance Gaming Center uh, with this LARP Lounge. This talk show would not be possible if it wasn't for them. So, and this is the website where you can find out the address and everything. They're a land center. They host Smash tournaments. In February, you're going to be hosting a... Next weekend, it's... Beat uh, Saber, right? Beat Saber, yeah, the first, yeah. first uh, February. Yeah, and I think you're the only Beat Saber tournament. Yeah, we're the only Beat Saber in the state of Utah so, right now. So, and uh, from what I understand, it's a good, it's a good community. It's a good crowd. Everyone's really supportful of each other, and they uh, they actually been hanging out a lot. So, nice. that'd be a good one to come down to as well. Uh, there's the website for Mythic Realms. If you have any questions mm-hmm. or anything like that, we have another event coming up this Wednesday. Yep. Um, we're gonna be going into the ruins of Kuval. Oh, we are. Yep. I haven't been there in a lot. Yes, a long time. Yeah. It's not for the faint of heart. No. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I've ever actually been there in game. I've been there during downtime. I don't think I've ever actually been there in game. So get, this would be my first time in game, I think, actually intense. being there. So that would be crazy, but yeah. we have to work out our fee and everything like that. Uh, last thing is is that uh, we are available on podcast and on YouTube to watch on Wednesday. There's the YouTube channel link right there, and then here is I'm the. On it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Bad producer today. No, it's fine. It, uh, anchor is a little weird. Yeah, the anchor ones. Um, but if you search for the LARP Lounge on like the Google Store, the Google Play, or in the iTunes Store, we actually do pull up now. So you can look us up there. You can also just go to Anchor here, and it has all yeah. the different options that you can listen us to on. So what do we got? We got Apple, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Radio Public, Spotify, and then you can just, yeah. So 
so we're on a lot of different platforms for listening to on podcasts. So if you're ever just in the car and want to listen, that's great as well. Uh, final thing is, I already said that, but this is the real final thing. I'll be <laughs> streaming again Thursday, RimWorld again with that Twitch mod that lets the audience interact with that. Such a fun mod. We if, had so much fun. Thursday. Yeah, you guys can buy people. You can buy food. You can buy animals. You can, do, you can revive people. Do bad things to your stream. Yeah, you can raid me. You can summon a raid to come try to kill my my fortress that I've built up. So there's a lot of fun things that you can do with it. And we had a lot of fun streaming it this last week. So uh, and then keep an eye on my Twitter and everything because if I have other days where I'm off work or whatever, I might stream it as well too because I have fun. And the viewers get to... And then you get a name... Uh, and you get a name, uh, one of the tribes people after you, and they literally become your pawn, so you can check on their health, <laughs> their body status, everything. Oh, wow. So that's a lot of fun. Jack Trade says you can buy a volcanic winter. I don't even know what that is. That, that would be horrible. terrible. I would lose all my food. We would starve to death. <laughs> for sure, because I can't refrigerate food, you so that would be terrible. You can buy upgrades for your pawns. Yeah, you can buy upgrade skills. There's a lot that you can do. We'll talk about that more on Thursday, but it's it's a really fun mod. So, uh, anyway, thanks everyone for being here. Thanks Gray for being here. Appreciate it. Talking about all that, uh, getting some good information out of the guilds and the different factions. And we will see you guys all next week. Right. We'll see you. Listen to the LARP Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash errorstar. That's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U-S-T-A-R.